0: Hey, we are your host, Nick Smith.
1: And Kylie Jones. <laughs> you want to try that again? That's just how my voice sounds.
0: Um, y'all, we're going through some things <laughs> with my voice. Sometimes I can talk a It's like called puberty. Smith.
1: It's a second puberty. I don't know if you've heard of it. It's, it's a, called It's new.
0: It's called having a sore throat. That's what it's called. So um,
1: yes. So, anyhow, don't hey, mind the the gravel voice. The gravelly probably let me Not try to probably. find
0: a register i can speak in mm. hello hello everyone <laughs> i don't it's think that Nick. works it's mickey like it.
1: mouse stop it no i don't like it you're a co-host for the stop day it. <laughs> <laughs> that's creepy well, oh if I my i talk gosh. like this and you know,
0: i sound like an old western star i don't like that either have you ever been driving through the prairie could sound like a villain too. No, stop. I'm trying to figure Just out how to make you. this work. Just accept it. I can't. I'm we trying can to live accept, in the moment. We can accept the things we cannot change. Yes,
1: and the courage to change the things we can.
0: That's what I'm. I'm trying to live in courage here. That's well, and wisdom
1: to, to know the difference. I think you need some <laughs> wisdom right now. So, <laughs>
0: good call. Good call. So uh, we sound are like back. A Chevy starting up. Anyway, as
1: you can see, it says welcome back, and as you can tell, we have a whole new thing going new on. New digs, y'all. New, new digs. New, new voice. New studio <laughs> set up.
0: Same podcast, hey. different voice.
1: <laughs> but uh, we took our Sabbath, our um, month of Sabbath, we took some time off. Yes. Um, hoping to rejuvenate and rest so that we wouldn't get sick. And then right
0: before we needed to record, here comes the gravel voice. So
1: we'll just roll with it today. We have, we have all the tinctures and tonics. Your girl has got your boy hooked up, so don't worry. Yeah, she's we're, looking out for We're me. all good there. So <clears throat> it is February.
0: Yes. And so, um, well, before we get into that oh um, yes, we want to say what's up to the inner circle. Of course, um, we took a break from posting on the inner circle as well, just because we needed some time, y'all. We moved um mm-hmm. just to a new, like not out of state, just to a new house, um new studio set up, and Which so it actually
1: just, was a lot harder than the first move. It was it's moving like, short
0: distance seems to be a lot yes. more difficult because like what that's about we
1: were like had stuff packed. And then we would take like a load over and then we'd go back and be like, oh, where's that thing? I think it's in a box that I took over. Right. So like our kitchen was in disarray. Like we couldn't cook anything here. Was slash is. Still working is kind on of. It. And then we got rid of a lot of furniture because the house we moved to is, it's a, it's a somewhat of a downsizing, quite sizable downsize. Yeah. And so, which is good. But a lot of our furniture that we had, we were like, oh, that's not going to fit. Where are we going to put that? And so we got rid of a lot of stuff. Well, then that meant there were certain things we didn't have anything to put them in. Yes. And then we were sto- like, it was just a lot. for a good three was a lot. or four weeks. We were like, oh, my goodness, this is not how we live. <laughs> and But it also is good for us to get rid of things and reorganize. Yes. And um, our family is in a position now where we can like can get things for our kids that you know, they need, and that, and that sounds really weird saying it like that. I didn't, no, I don't mean well, it like we were in
0: squalor, but no, I'm going to say it. I'm going to say it how I said it to to you before. Okay. So we have been operating so much on mission and this isn't like a pious brag or anything, but we've been so focused on, on things like outside of our family that our family needs um, have kind of taken a back burner to where we're like, Hey, we have something that fills that, fills that role. Mm-hmm. It's not optimal. But hey, we've got a couch. good enough. Exactly. It's been this good enough ness that we've operated in. And so God's given us a margin and we had a little time. And so God was like, hey, get the thing you need that mm-hmm. actually fills the void and not just um, create pushes it down the line. Yeah. And so it wasn't that we were living in squalor. We were just no. focused on other things. Yeah. But all that to say, we're back and uh, ready to give you all some. And so some, are you. Some good content. You're back too.
1: Welcome back. Uh, so good to have back. you have a seat.
0: We're glad have get a cup,
1: some tea. A cup of tea. Have tea with us. Get a podcast mug.
0: Get you some tea. <laughs> it's on the website. You can get one.
1: <laughs> All right, so we're past January. We're past the New Year's resolutions yep. or vision board whatever you did to start the year. And now it is the second month of the year.
0: And that means that you've already failed at your <laughs> year reading the Bible in a year reading plan. Um, You're probably not going to the gym anymore. Oh, come on. Let's just be real. Let's just put it out there. Tell the truth and shame the devil. We got a new
1: table. Let's put it on the table. Put it on the
0: table. (laughs) table. Shame the devil. Tell the truth. Yes. Um, it's it's just what happens. Yeah. It seems to be around this time of year, and um, what comes with that? What comes with those those dashed expectations, is um, shame and guilt, Mm. and we've noticed that in our own lives. At least I'll just speak for myself. Um, in my own life that I tend to get locked into these cycles of uh, shame that kind of pushes me like deeper into myself
1: Mm, that that
0: distances me away from people. Um, Here's a prime example. And my wife can attest to this, (laughs) but let me get a drink of tea first. (laughs) (sighs) Okay. Uh, (laughs) um, There will be times where I will miss a phone call from like, say my grandparents, my grandmother. Mm -hmm. And, I will let shame or or frustration with myself stop me from calling in the next opportunity. So I'm like, ah, oh, she's gonna be mad. I don't want to call because I know I should have called her. Mm-hmm. I know I should have answered that. And then like a week goes by, and Kylie Jo's like, just call your grandma. Like, why are you making this a thing?
1: Yeah. And then when I call
0: her, she's just like, hey, she's 93. Like, she just is happy to she's hear from me. She's just glad
1: to hear from you. Exactly.
0: It's not yeah. a thing. She's not even worried about all that. Yeah. But because of The shame that I put on myself, Mm -hmm. um, it distances me from an opportunity to be in relationship with my grandmother in those moments. Yeah. And um, what tends to happen, what we've noticed is with uh, guilt and shame. Is even believers find themselves caught in these loops of guilt where they are operating in this bondage to guilt.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Well, and guilt is it's it's hard because like you can feel guilty. You can be guilty of something. And also feel guilty about something Yes, like we can be guilty of, you know, um, not calling someone back. Like, yes, I am guilty of that. I did that in other words. Um, but then you feel that guilt, which really, I think more often we attribute that guilt, that feeling of, of knowing we're guilty of something to being shame, which guilt yeah. is like regret, um, feeling responsible for something we perceive that we've done wrong yes. or that we've actually done wrong. And we could have, you, you may feel that you've done something wrong, but you really didn't. So you feel, you feel that you are guilty, but you're not. But then there's that shame that is like a painful feeling of humiliation. Yeah. That is like, it's like distress that we cause or that's caused by um, that wrong behavior that we've done. So like you can have guilt and you can be guilty of something and not feel shame. That's right. But you can also have a perceived Guilt. Like I, I feel like I did this wrong. And then start to feel shame over that perception which isn't always based in reality. Which you're not actually guilty of. Not actually you didn't isn't actually it crazy how wrong. we like play these word games with ourselves and how the enemy just runs rampant in our minds oh sometimes goodness. if we yeah. let him to twist those words of like, well, obviously if they respond this way, then you're guilty. Yes. And, and you should feel ashamed.
0: And our our trigger for shame and guilt in our mm-hmm. society. Um, at least in American culture, is other people's reactions to us, Come and, on. and our um, internalization of what we perceive their motives to be. Yep. So I'm only going to feel guilt and shame if I think you're mad at me. Yep. If If you're not mad at me, I'm not going to feel shame or guilt. I'm mm-hmm. gonna be like, oh, whoo, got away, got away with that one. Yeah. I'm off well, the hook.
1: And it's also it's based on what we think is going to happen if they're mad. Yes. Because it's it's not just most of the time it's like okay well, I can deal with someone being angry with me. But then the repercussions of their anger yeah. or what their anger will lead them to do. And in, in dysfunctional relationships, we understand like, well, I'm not going to do this because it'll make you mad. And then if you're mad, you're going to do X, Y, Z. Yeah. Um, but even just in normal, I'll say normally dysfunctional relationships. But <laughs> even with, well, if, I'm, if you're angry at me for a child, for instance, if you're angry at me because I broke this, then you're going to take away my toy. Mm. Or you're going to punish me by not letting me watch TV. Yeah. So even though it's like, well, yeah, you're angry. Like the child might might be able to deal with. Well, they, they just feel angry. But knowing that that anger then brings a consequence of action yeah. is what it's that fear of punishment. Yes, yeah, Which Scripture and, talks about. Yes, yeah. that's what that guilt
0: that we feel is a is the fear of punishment. Yeah. And that fear then, like in the situation with me and calling my family, that fear causes us into ice or sen- sends us into isolation. Yeah. Because the the lie that the enemy wants to to continue to push on you is that if people know or once people find out they're going to reject you yep they're going to punish you yeah they're going to um somehow show their displeasure which is going to make you feel isolated mm. so instead of feeling yeah. that rejection from others Why you just isolate yourself exactly Pull away. we're sent into that mode of like well, i don't even want to deal with it so i'm just gonna deal with it on my own in yeah. my imagination yeah
1: and honestly if we look back at the garden we go back to this, um, that, that instance where Adam and Eve choose to hide from yeah. the Lord. And in a sense, they're, they're seeking to cover up their own misdeed. They're seeking to atone for it. Like, I'm going to, okay, God's going to find out, or maybe not, but I'm, I'm going to hide either way. I'm going to cover this up myself. Yeah, Because once they realize, like, oh, shoot, I did something wrong, and now look how naked I am. Right, I'm going to cover myself up. But the crazy thing is, is that once God comes and he already knows the, Already, the seeking to cover up, which is what atone actually means—to cover up—the um, seeking to cover Literally. up your own, <laughs> your own issue, um, drives you away. But then God still chooses to come to them. Yeah. And then what He does in that moment is He's like, "Look, y'all messed up." And I almost envision God like getting everything ready while He's telling them what's going to happen. Like He's like, "Okay, listen. So from now on, the earth's going to be cursed because of you." But listen, and He's like going through it, and He's getting like His. His heavenly sewing machine ready, <laughs> and he's like skinning the animal over here. I don't know why he'd be doing it like this, but like skinning whatever. You've never
0: he's, skinned an animal before. I've never
1: skinned an animal, but I imagine God I does tell, it with protection. And he's good he's getting everything ready, and he's telling them what's going to happen while he's preparing to cover them himself. Yes, and that is that's how that like the enemy seeks to separate us from God not just with sin, Mm -hmm. but with what comes after sin. We often think, oh, well, the devil made me do it and like the sin is the biggest issue. Yeah, the sin's a big deal, but it's not just the one act. It's not just the one thing. It's what then follows with sin. It's the the continual, I guess, domino effect of what our sin does is, is it separates us from wanting that community with God and wanting to run to him with that. When he's, all the while he's there with What's going to cover us up? That's right. He already has it ready, but we're so busy trying to hide from it. Yeah. And we're heaping more on top of us thinking that we're covering ourselves up, but we're really just like overlapping everything with our own stench. Mm.
0: Stanky draws on top of stanky draws. Um, and the enemy uses um, duplicates of what, what God yeah. creates because God gave us uh, a gift that leads us into repentance come on right so yes. conviction leads us into repentance, yes but the enemy utilizes shame mm-hmm. to to drive us away from repentance yeah because repentance requires us to be in relationship with another person yeah in order to turn away from your your brokenness in order to make amends and to bring about <clears throat> to bring about the right relationship mm-hmm. you need the other person yeah and so but shame drives us away from that right but God gives us godly conviction. And godly sorrow, yeah. which leads us into relationship to be like, hey, this broke this relationship or mm-hmm. this broke my opportunity to, to love and to serve. And so now I need to enter back into this mm-hmm. in order to bring back wholeness. Yeah. And, um, and yeah, the enemy like tricks us with these, the, these smoke and mirrors mm-hmm. because he locks us into this loop where we think we can do it all ourselves when really we, we're in a closed loop yeah. and we need an intervention.
1: There is no DIY. There is no DIY, but
0: repentance. there's a DIE. Oh, to yourself. Oh, Come on Okay. <laughs>
1: <That's>,
0: <laughs> Hold on. Wait. Oh, wait. No, I've no. got something for this. <laughs> Hold on. Wait for it. There's a. Let me try it again. Oh no. There's a DIE.
1: Oh. <laughs> oh my
0: gosh. I, so um. So I got these buttons, I can use now if I want. Oh, um, Great. Kylie Joe. I'm so up. happy about. She gave me full control um, over here buttons anyway back to what we were saying. <laughs>
1: this is not filmed in front of a live studio audience don't be fooled don't be fooled by this Sydney, <laughs> so back to i do want to go back to what you had said about um shame and connecting with fear okay because i think that something we miss oftentimes and you you had said um we, we're afraid that people are going to find out that when they find out that we did something wrong and I think it goes deeper than just finding out I did something wrong. I think, uh, from my own experience and understanding the the battle that I was constantly in when I would when I would uh, s- self focus and kind of retreat into myself, it was more of I'm afraid they're gonna find out that I'm less than perfect. Come on now, I'm gonna I'm afraid they're gonna find out that I don't do everything right. Yeah, I'm afraid that this illusion that somehow got built up um, in their mind of me being this angelic child or this angelic <laughs> teenager or an angelic. Uh, pastor's wife or mother is going to be completely ruined and that is based in pride come on now the pride that says well everyone knows that I don't ever mess up and so then if I do mess up then that's proof that I'm not perfect well yes oh yes it is and nobody ever said you were but it's hard when you come to you come into the relationship with Christ you know knowing all of the things you know all of the words you know the things to say you know the posture to have in the church setting. But you don't actually have that contrite spirit that says wretched person that I am. Yeah. And, and um, was it? You were talking about Matt Chandler says like, you know, you write an email and you're telling me, you're giving me the what for about what I am. And my response is that's it. That's yeah, all you right? got. But a lot of times we think
0: I'm so much worse. They than that.
1: said I was rude and inconsiderate <laughs> and I cannot believe. Well, yeah, but that's not all. Come on. Like let's, let's get yes. the list going
0: on, on my worst day. I'm so much worse than you can ever imagine come in your
1: Come on. And so I think, and it's not a, that's not a self-deprecating view to have. It's that's not right. saying that you should walk around, oh, I'm just as terrible. Blah, I don't know. No one should love me. No, it's not Blah. that. <laughs> <laughs> that's how I walk around. <laughs> but it's it's a healthy understanding of where we come from. Yeah. That when we look at the garden, we look at the the lot that has been, cast for humanity, the the curse of sin, the brokenness of creation. We're born into that. It's not heaped on us because we messed up. We're born in that condition. And when we understand where we come from, and we also understand what God actually intended and where we're headed, it changes our approach of um, guilt and conviction. It changes it from this pride and fear um, this root of pride and fear and shame into the the branch of grace and conviction that God offers.
0: Yeah, and like thinking about that idea of like living in, in the image that you think other people think of you. Like That's exhausting. You have to think <laughs> you have to have such a low view of someone's perception of humanity mm. in order to live and operate in shame or in that pride. Yeah. Because I've got to think that you're so dumb. <laughs> you don't <laughs> You don't even see my flaws to be like, oh, this is going to be the one thing that they're going to no, Like, obviously, if and if you're operating in relationship with people who love you and people who care about you, uh, then you have to trust that they know that you mess up and you have to also trust even if they're not someone who knows you and loves you. If you're dealing in a corporate or a school setting, uh, every person that you're dealing with messes up. And so you have to understand that that pride and that that. um arrogance that you're living in is really what feeds your shame cycle Mm. and that really is like you said distances you from the grace of God but um before we get into any more Mm -hmm. I just want to say we already got into a lot (laughs) (laughs) shout out to all the bullfrogs out there (laughs) (laughs) I just wanted to give that little break the homies Um, (laughs) the (laughs) the OG bullfrog looks (laughs) um no if you know somebody that needs to hear this uh whether they be a bullfrog or not uh, tag a minute, <laughs> Jeremiah. <hope.
1: laughs> you know somebody who's a He's Jeremiah. He's a
0: friend of mine, <laughs> really good friend of mine. Um, but um, tag a minute, share this with somebody. Yes, anyone you know that that may benefit from this.
1: Yes. So I want to say this: the the answer and the anic- antidote, not anecdote, the antidote and the Antidotes. the remedy. No dotes. for all of this. The Christianese answer, the Sunday school answer, Jesus. is was Jesus. Jesus is the remedy for your guilt and your shame and um, the exile you put yourself in. Yeah. But one of the things that we are finding in this culture right now where we're at, the temperature of the culture, and with all the things that we as a global community have been experiencing, people want to know how. Mm. How is Jesus the answer to me feeling shameful about something that I did that I know was wrong? Yeah. How is Jesus just the remedy? Like how do I just like just say Jesus and then everything is How do I Jesus out of this? How do I get my Jesus G- <laughs>
0: I just want to <laughs> Jesus my way on out of this. Can I
1: pull a Jesus card?
0: And a Jesus um, these punishments?
1: But the reality is, this is why it's so important for us to, to really know what we stand on as Christians. On. So important. Um, it's not just did you say the prayer? It's not just did you time. go to church enough times? Did you tithe enough money? Yeah. Did you, you feed enough, person, enough hungry people? Yeah, were you good enough? It's not about that. It truly is in putting our trust and faith in the fact that we are wretched broken people who left to our own devices will do what serves us at the expense of others. Every single time on our own left without apart from Christ, we are on our own. We are doing it for number one,
0: numero uno, but
1: God saw fit that he would switch it up. That he would say, no, that's not how I created you. Yeah. Come on. There's a curse over this. There's, there's all this stuff that has been heaped on you, but you know what? No, we're not going to do it that way. I'm going to come in your place because you deserve this, no doubt. With Mm -hmm. all that stuff you've been doing for number one, all the way you've been living, you deserve this. But I'm going to step in instead, and I'm going to take that for you. And when I do that, I'm going to show you in such a way, I'm going to demonstrate, physically demonstrate, the power that I have over death and sin and shame so that it is inarguable that this has been conquered for you, for your good, and in, in
0: place of you being punished. Come on now, that's a word for somebody. That's a word. Be, and I, I love how you said the how. Like, how is Jesus? And then, and then going into that in-depth um, understanding, because uh, so many times we, we enter into the, the christian circles and we're told all the Christianese sayings of like, hey, go, you know, go, go with God and vaya con Dios and all that stuff. <laughs> Grace and, and Jesus thing. and peace. And, and you, you hear all this stuff, but it's like, yeah, but I'm dealing with shame now. Yeah. I'm dealing with I'm dealing with all this grit and grime. Yeah. And all of these things that that I carried into the situation. Mm -hmm. And we have to know that God's Mm -hmm. hand and God's plan on Earth uh, resides in the community of God, Mm -hmm. resides in the Holy Spirit of God, which is which is always functioning, which is always active here on Earth. Mm -hmm. And when you are living, um, which uh, one of the the outcomes of the pandemic has been a lot more lone ranger Christians, mm-hmm. a lot more I can do it on my own. I can mm-hmm. I don't uh, need
1: a church to follow. I don't Jesus. need a real church.
0: I can watch uh videos. I can watch Smith podcast and that's my church. Mm-mm. We're not your church, y'all. Mm-mm. We're supplemental. We're a little just a little little something on the side. Mm-hmm. But we're not church for you. You need community. Mm-hmm. And um when you're dealing with guilt and shame, I said it before, like regret leads to isolation. Yeah. Um uh, fear leads to isolation, guilt leads to isolation. But through the Holy Spirit and through God's word, we're, we're given conviction, we're given repentance, and we're given reconciliation, which leads us back into community. And so all of these things that we're dealing with, the, the negative cycles that we deal with, um, those take us out of the will of God. They take us out of the presence of God's people, and they have us operating in a place where the enemy can, can really manipulate mm-hmm. and can really uh, poke and prod yeah. and do a lot of things to us and even get us to a point where we start utilizing his tools Mm. to justify ourselves in front of a righteous God. Come on. So like, instead of, Hey, my voice clearing up a little bit. Thank you, Jesus. God is good y'all. So, um, instead of operating in the spirit, instead of going back into community, instead of repenting, the enemy would be like, yeah, you feel guilty because you did something wrong. But you know what? You didn't really do something wrong. So mm. let's let's try the self-righteousness path. Come on. Try to justify yourself. Yeah. Try to use actually you know what? You may have done something wrong, but so did they. Yeah. So or even if it's just to yourself like, yeah, you may have fallen <laughs> off the wagon. You may have not accomplished the task that you set before you, but you know what? You're good enough. Come on. Just you you know what? You you at least you didn't kill anybody. You know what I mean? Like you start justifying yourself through comparison. Yeah. You start justifying yourself by bringing up other people's faults and other mm-hmm. people's sins or you start um, utilizing tricks from the enemy's tool bag because he is a tool bag. Oh, and so, oh, oh, I hope he's offended. Um, <laughs> you start utilizing his tricks in order to try to justify yourself before God. Yeah. And some people will even lie to themselves like, well, I'm not trying to justify myself. Then why are you trying to prove that you're still yeah. good?
1: Well, and one thing I'll say too, is we getting drawn away from godly community. Yeah. We may think we're creating some sort of community around us and we do this by, well, let me find the people that can, they can tell me what I want to hear. You know, let me find, yeah. you know what? <clears throat> I may have, you know, I got off my sobriety. That's, you know, maybe you'll own up to that. But you know what? I'm going to go help those people oh, that were Lord. stuck in the same thing that I was stuck in. And if I help, because we want to justify, we want to yeah. say, okay, well, I messed up. But you know what? Let me help more people. And that'll make up for the fact that I messed up. No, it doesn't. It, doesn't. it, it, it will never make up for it.
0: And you will never be able to help somebody. From your open wounds. Come on. I'm gonna say it again. You can't you don't go in the operating room and the doctor's bleeding out telling you he's gonna sew you up. Now, but if you go in there and the doctor who has a a scar on his chest, oh yeah from here his open heart surgery is like, hey, I had one of these. Yeah. Now I'm gonna do one on you. I believe that. I will
1: I but I don't you get your blood on me. Exactly. And that's and unfortunately, most people when we're in that place, because we want again, we want to atone for it. Yeah. We want to be like Adam and Eve, where I'm, you know what, I'm just gonna go over here and hide. While I'm over here, I'm gonna try to sew something together, to cover myself up. No, no, listen, you can't do it. Can't do it alone. And that's the hard part is when we don't fully understand or believe what was done on the cross. That's right. And I'm not saying, again, we don't know, we can't know one another's salvation standpoint. Mm-hmm. You can't know, like, oh, well, I don't think they're saved because the way they act. Okay, let's not even go there. But I'm saying for you in your own heart to sit and examine and say, do I really understand? Do I really fully believe? That every single thing I have ever thought about doing or just thought Mm -hmm. um, or said or wanted to do every single thing that was evil in the eyes of the Lord. Do I really believe that that was covered by the blood of Jesus? Do I really, truly believe it? Because if he atoned for it. Yeah. And if his sacrifice was sufficient.
0: Sufficient. It says in the Bible
1: sufficient. Come on now. If it was, then why am I trying to cover up for it? Like it's just a simple question for you to ask yourself. It's not a, well am I truly saved? What do I need to do to be saved? What must I do to be saved? Yeah. It's it's asking yourself, well do I really believe this? And if I do, then I should I should turn, repent, turn mm-hmm. back
0: Metabolic. to what I
1: know is true, to who I know is the truth and the way and the life that I have found myself in and I should I should allow myself to be healed in his presence not trying to find healing in other things. And Come on. I love what um was it Stephen Colbert just said that? Yes. Um, in his interview. Well, it was yeah. it was his interview, but then Duolipo interviewed him. Yes. <clears throat> what was it? You. Um,
0: and he quoted. <laughs> uh, I can't remember who he quoted because I'm spacing out. I don't have the clip right in front of me, but, um, he was asked about his faith and about, uh, the way his faith interacts with his comedy and his livelihood, basically, and he um was going into, the connection between, um, self sacrifice and love. And how being a person of faith, uh, he's operating in this sacrificial way in order to bring about laughter and help people um, to combat the fear. Mm-hmm. And he said that uh, the person he quoted, uh, which was a, a church theologian, said, uh, we must not seek evil things to free us from evil. Come on. But we have to uh, remain Oh, what did he say? Regain our humanity. I don't remember. Um, but basically the the just <laughs> of it. Look it up. It's good. It's, it's in the thing. It's on yes. the internet. You can but, find but it. But that's Google.
1: <laughs> right. But when we when we retreat away from the faith, we think we're retreating away from um the the guilt and the shame uh, by giving into that isolation. We will then it's more it's easier for us to then seek evil things out to fill that void, to, yeah. to free ourselves from evil. And so um, well, you know what? <clears throat> I'm struggling with this thing. And so I'm just going to do this other thing. It's not as bad or I'm going to, you know, honestly, I will say with, um, with physical discipline, mm-hmm. there are things that I notice in myself, like, oh my gosh, I'm doing that to feel better, like to feel better in myself about something. Yeah. When, if I were to just do the right thing and Come it's on. not legalism, but it's just say, if I were to just like turn back to what I know is good, uh, will I not be blessed?
0: Right. <laughs> and- one of the things that I love that the, the freedom of Christ gives us one is it frees us from the guilt and shame. Mm-hmm. Like We're free from that um, through the blood of the lamb. We are free from guilt and shame, um, but it also frees us from living in mediocrity. Now we're going to talk about Ooh. that the next time, because what we end up doing is buying into that good enough, <laughs> or I'm only <laughs> going to do this much because it distracts from that. Now we're going to talk about that on uh, next week's episode, but um, that first part, the freedom of Christ is such a beautiful thing because we are completely free from any lie the enemy brings against us Mm -hmm. to say, Hey, uh, you're going to be punished and they're all going to hate you and they're all going to laugh at you and they're going to make you eat worms Mm -hmm. and they're going to put dirt in your hair and they're, they're not really going to do that. Oh, okay. That That was it. (laughs) (laughs) It's all in my head. See, you bought into it. I bought into it. (laughs) Hook, line and sinker. Um, but the answer is accepting what christ did on the cross mm-hmm. humbly knowing mm-hmm. that you can't do it yourself knowing that there's nothing you could do to make yourself a better person or the best person that ever is mm-hmm. um, and you have to humbly accept that that christ died for you and he, he freed you from all that. because then anything that's tri- that gets added on top of that pile of mistakes which if you're human you have many um, anything that gets thrown on top of that you can easily accept the forgiveness for that through Mm, Christ mm -hmm. and not run in shame and guilt. Yeah.
1: I love that. It reminds me, uh, honestly, we've been using the term heap and pile. Heap a pile. A lot. The image of uh, like a pile of trash. Um, There's a book that we've referenced before called the cure. And one of the things I love about this book is it's very narrative in the way that it approaches um, our relationship with Christ. And it's a, a character who says that they always imagined there was a big pile of trash between them and Jesus and that Jesus was standing on the other side, just shaking his head like in disgust when really the, the reality of um, in that uh, image, the reality is that Jesus is actually helping us to go through it. Like he's, he's picking it up. He's on your same side. He's on, he's on the side with you and he's going through it and he sees each piece of it and nothing in that pile of trash makes him turn away. That's good. And I think when, when we look at the pile of whatever it is that is in our life, that, that unmanageable mess that you have, yeah. um, where is Jesus in relation to you with that? Where do you see him? Is he far off in the distance? He won't even come near because it smells so bad. Mm. Or is he standing next to you and going, yeah, we got a lot of work to do. Yeah. We got a lot of work to do. But you know what? I love you too much to leave you here with this mess alone. Mm, that's good. Like I think of the perfect parent would say that to their child like oh my gosh yeah you you made a big mess let's let's clean it up yeah. let's take care of it because that's what we do and so those are just some things that i i guess if you have that image or if you would were to imagine that for yourself where is jesus in relation to your mess and i think the greater our pride the farther away jesus will be mm. um that's good. which is crazy like it's crazy to think about um how far away we can picture Christ when really if, if we're, if we are believing Christians, if we are um, Christ professing Christians, Jesus lives in us. Yeah. And so then how big of a trick of the enemy is it to, to tell us that? No, 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 he's not in you. He's way over there trying to judge your mess. Mm. Um, so that's just something to think about.
0: That's good. Well, if you've gotten any um, benefit from this, if this has blessed you in any sort of way, please make sure you're sharing this, share um, the link or, audio version or something let somebody know about the nick smith podcast we are just so blessed to be back and to um continue to bring good content your way
1: yes and if you would like to be a part of the inner circle you can do that you can can. join all year round you can even join for a whole year at a time if you really want to if you that's right when i go ahead and pay in advance so that is pay in advance um and we have some things universal (laughs) sign language we're gonna be uh rolling out for the inner circle here soon um i think we have new t-shirts we're supposed to be designing New merch. New
0: merch! New merch alert!
1: You have a button for that? The new merch button?
0: I don't know. We'll figure it out. Somewhere you should get one. Look for new merch.
1: All right. Well, this has been the Nick Smith <laughs> podcast. We hope this episode has connected you
0: to living truth. Be blessed. Be blessed. Thank you for listening to today's episode of the Nick.
1: Smith.